Hello and welcome to the Mythical Storytelling Podcast. I'm your host and storyteller, Shinjan. I've always been fascinated by the myths and the stories behind those myths in cultures throughout the world. So if you, like me, are interested in exploring these stories behind the myths, then this is the right podcast for you. So without further ado, let's start with today's story. Today's story is called King Midas and His Golden Touch, as retold by Lillian S. Hyde. Brought to you by Holiday Whisperers, your bespoke and personal holiday planner. Visit holidaywhisperers.co.uk today for all the help you need and want to plan your next holiday. And the best part is that it's completely free, so get onto that website now. Also, if you're an aspiring podcaster like me and don't know where to start, check out burstproud.com. Buzzsprout is hands down the easiest and the best way to launch, promote and track your podcast. Your show can be online and listed in all the major podcast directories like Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Podcasts and more within minutes of finishing your recording. And if you sign up for a paid plan through the link in the description, you will receive a $20 Amazon gift voucher. How cool is that? Right, let's get on with today's story. It happened one day that Silenus, who was the oldest of the satyrs and was now very feeble, became lost in the vineyards of King Midas. The peasants found him wandering helplessly about, scarcely able to walk, and brought him to the king. Long ago, when the mother of Bacchus had died and when Mercury had brought the infant Bacchus to his mountain and put him in the care of the nymphs, Silenus had acted as nurse and teacher to the little winged god. Now that Silenus had grown old, Bacchus in turn took care of him. So King Midas and the peasants to carry the satyr safely to Bacchus. In return for his kindness, Bacchus promised to grant whatever King Midas might ask. King Midas knew well enough what he most desired. In those days, kings had treasuries in their palaces that is safe places where they could lay away valuable things. The treasury of King Midas contained a vast collection of rich jewels, vessels of silver and gold, chests of gold coins and other things that he considered precious. When Midas was a very little child, he used to watch the ants running back and forth over the sand near his father's palace. It seemed to him that the anthill was like another palace and that the ants were working very hard carrying in treasure, for they came running to the anthill from all directions, carrying little white bundles. Midas made up his mind then, that when he grew up, he would work very hard and gather treasure together. Now that he was a man and the king, nothing gave him more pleasure than to add to the collection in his treasury. He was continually devising ways of exchanging or selling various things or contriving some new tax for the people to pay and turning all into gold or silver. In fact, he had gathered treasure together so industriously that for so many years that he had began to think that the bright yellow gold in his chest was the most beautiful and the most precious thing in the world. So when Bacchus offered him anything that he might ask for, King Midas's first thought was of his treasury and he asked that whatever he touched might be turned into gold. His wish was granted. 
King Midas was hardly able to believe in his good fortune. He thought of himself as the luckiest of men. At the time his wish was granted, he happened to stand under an oak tree, and the first thing he did was to raise his hand and touch one of his branches. Immediately, the branch became the richest gold, with all the little acorns as perfect as ever. He laughed triumphantly at that, and then he touched a small stone which lay on the ground. This became a solid gold nugget. Then he picked an apple from the tree and held a beautiful bright gold apple in his hand. Oh, there was no doubt about it. King Midas really had the golden touch. He thought it too good to be true. After this, he touched the lilies that bordered the walk. They turned from pure white to bright yellow, but bent their heads lower than ever, as if they were ashamed of the change that the touch of King Midas had wrought in them. Before turning any more things into gold, the king sat down at the little table which his slaves had brought onto the court. The parched corn was fresh and crisp, and the grapes juicy and sweet. But when he tasted a grape from one of the luscious clusters, it became a hard ball of gold in his mouth. This was very unpleasant. He laid the gold ball on the table and tried the parched wheat, but only to have his mouth filled with the hard yellow metal. Feeling as if he were choking, he took a sip of water, and at the touch of his lips, even this became liquid gold. Then all his bright treasures began to look ugly to him, and his heart grew as heavy as if that too were turning to gold. That night, King Midas lay down under a gorgeous golden counterpane, with his head upon a pillow of solid gold. But he could not rest, sleep would not come to him. As he lay there, he began to fear that his queen, his little children, and all his kind friends might be changed to hard golden statues. This would be more deplorable than anything else that had resulted from his foolish wish. Poor Midas saw now that the riches were not the most desirable of all things. He was cured forever for his love of gold. The instant it was daylight, he rushed to Bacchus and implored the god to take back his fatal gift. Ah, said Bacchus, smiling, so you have gold enough at last. Very well, if you are sure that you do not wish to change anything more into that metal, go and bathe in the spring where the river Pactolus rises. The pure water of that spring will wash away the golden touch. King Midas gladly obeyed and became as free from the golden touch as when he was a boy watching the ants. But the strange magic was imparted to the waters of the spring, and to this day the river Pactolus has golden sands. Thank you for listening to today's story. I hope you have enjoyed it. If you have any thoughts or comments, you can reach out to me on my Twitter. My handle is blabberingshin. Or you can email me at iamshinjan at gmail.com. So that is I-A-M-S-H-I-N-J-A-N at gmail.com. Please subscribe to my podcast if you've liked my work. And don't forget to share it with your friends and family. I look forward to entertaining you with more mythical stories like this going forward. Adios. Adios.